Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. Today on Welcome Home, we're putting on our granny panties and pulling out the knitting needles. It's a grand millennial celebration with one of the founders of the movement, Rudy the Prep, aka Rudy Saunders of Dorothy Draper & Co. Haven't heard of a grand millennial? We'll explain why all things old lady are suddenly new again. Plus, never fear, blue and white is here to stay. Why needle pointing may be the new adult coloring book and the 1987 encyclopedia set that just won't die. All that and more on today's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. I'm getting in a bad mood thinking about those encyclopedias. You're, you and your encyclopedias. Like anyone who wants a trip down memory lane, listen to our past episode. She brings them up like one every four episodes. She has an old set of encyclopedias that she's scared to throw away because you're a slight I'm hoarder. not scared to throw it away. I'm not. No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you're not a hoarder. That's not true. You keep a clean house. You keep a clean house. <laughs> no. I'm, but you know I'm, what I do? Like, I'm in love I with this- a hoarder. I haven't visited you in and, a while, and I don't want to throw him under the bus. He's not a hoarder, but he's he has a harder time saying too much it sparks is, joy. Too much sparks joy for him. It is fun though when you go to like your friend's house from ages ago, and like I've it's been way too long since I've been to your house, but um, but you see things that you've had since college, and I'm sure you'd find a million of me. But it just makes you so joyful when you see those things that you know are still hanging around, and we all have them. So I hope it sparks joy in the eyes of someone. That they're like nostalgia joy, not even real joy, like almost ironic joy. Like, well, oh, I think that's still have that. You I think that. that's what it's like. You know, when my parents come visit and they walk through and they're like, "Oh, I remember when we had that. You know, table that was our, you know, breakfast table we used when we were back in Queens." And I'm like, "Oh, great, mom. That's you know my formal dining room table." <laughs> and okay, wait. This is interesting because I I don't want to be all theoretical. Although we're going to get real deep, Graham. I I don't find that's the grand millennial style and um, this minimalism or even just the getting rid of things. What would we call that? Oh, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think you're right. No, you can be minimalist chic and still be a grand millennial. Totally. I think that's an important point to make because we're not advocating for, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Does anyone know? We never set this up. I know what you're saying. We need to set this up. We have a guest on today. His name is Rudy Saunders. We've been following him for a while. He's awesome. He goes on Instagram by Rudy the Prep. But what's cool is that House Beautiful has done an article that's gotten kind of picked up and shared and reshared. And it's starting to create a little bit of a bubble called Grand Millennials. And it's about people in their 20s, 30s, maybe even early 40s who are kind of shaking off the quintessential view of what a millennial should be like, right? Or what we should be like. And they're embracing traditions and- In terms of decorating. Like this is about decorating. This isn't like a larger, like- you, No, I don't think it is. What are you talking about? Needlepointing is a hobby. Well, I mean, okay, but it's- decor, But I think it's, no, I don't think it's just about decorating. So the other cool thing about Rudy is he works- Wait, for- we, also gotta give, we also gotta give Emma Bazillion who, am I saying her name right? Bazillion. Emma, my hat's off to you. I actually really like her. She's hilarious. I yeah, mean, we'll link to the article in show notes. It's such a great article, but I mean, she, she totally talks about 
Oh, she's just, she's very funny. Um, but but it's kind of the anti-Kardashian movement. Yeah, we got to give her credit where credit is due because she is the one who came up with this term and what a term it is. She came up with a quiz. Like, for example, do you like to put your sayings, your cool quotes on Instagram or on a needlepoint pillow? If you think along those ways, you'll, um, you know, or what do you pack for a beach vacation? Do you pack a colorful caftan or do you pack a bunch of string bikinis? Oh, I know grams that are string bikinis. Working it, Graham, working it. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of old school decor. Oh, wait, can we talk about your, your hernia surgery? No, but yeah, if you want to. I may or may not actually be wearing a girdle while we record this. Graham and I were chatting earlier today. Excuse me. I have a phone call from another friend who had surgery who I'm supposed to be meeting for lunch because we are, this is, maybe it's not grand millennials. Maybe we're just grandmas and we're confused. Are those my grandkids in that picture or are those my kids? Um, no, but grandma and I, grandma was laughing earlier and she just kept saying like, ah, my surgery, don't make me laugh, don't make me yeah, laugh. I had hernia surgery last week and um, I can't laugh. I'm barely Says vocal. the grand millennial. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, you get old when you start talking about your, your like cleanup surgery. <laughs> it's very pathetic. Okay. I think okay. we should introduce. Wait, we have, we have a sponsor, Graham, and it's a very old lady thing to talk about. We're excited. We're going to talk about carpet cleaning. Although, oh my gosh, if anything is going to make carpet cleaning fun, it's going to be Carbona because Carbona is the best. They've been alive for a hundred years. I know. That's what I was, was going to say. Like, like a grandma, like much of the grand millennial decorating we're going to be discussing. Carbona like a- was there for all of it. Can you imagine the carpets that have been cleaned by this Carbona over the years? The caftans that have been freshened up. I know. The, the, the sad red wine stains. No, no, no. Not red wine. Let's think of something more old-fashioned that you would have spilled on your caftan. Brandy. In a brandy! Is there a All stain the brandy devil? stains. Is there a stain devil for brandy? Okay. If you're a fan of the show, then you know we're fans of Carbona. Carbona is a household brand that's been helping people live a life unstained for more than a century. You guys, these are specially formulated um, cleaning products check them out because they're very specific. They have everything from two-in-one carpet cleaners to pet and odor stain removers from carpet to a washing machine cleaner that we talk about all the time. We love it. Um, Steam carpet cleaner. Some people have to do a whole episode about the day that I steam cleaned my attic. It was rad. Either way, (laughs) this girl knows how to have fun. Um, Carbona.com, C-A-R-B-O-N-A.com. Use the code welcome home, all one word, and you'll save 20%. And the prices are reasonable. So, I mean, you're basically, you're getting a deal on this one. Carbona.com, save 20%, welcome home, all one word. Thanks, Carbona. Okay. um, Are we ready to dive into this? Have we fully explained what, what we're getting into here? Do we feel like everyone's ready? So put on your swimming cap or maybe just (laughs) a a sensible, a jaunty cap. Um, Settle back. Maybe make yourself a cup of tea. Put on your your driving gloves. Do you have anything crocheted with some floral applique? Go find a comfy chair to sit in. I could do this all day. Put on, put on, put hustle up next to your old time radio and listen. (laughs) The thing is, radio is not dead. Like when I get in my car, Kirsten, I listen to the radio. Oh my gosh. I was wondering who the person that listens to radio was. No, the other day I lost the connector that goes from my phone to my radio. And I honestly like almost went and pulled over when I drove by Best Buy to get one because- Wait, you don't so see? I feel like when I listen to XM or I'm just listening to my XM, phone- XM, are you kidding me? What are you listening to? 
Well, I'm listening to podcasts, which oh. I can't believe. You're believe it or not, I really, I really don't listen to podcasts. No, everyone believes it. They're like, she's never heard a podcast. <laughs> no idea. Trust it's me. what keeps me fresh and real. It's a, it's that's true, Graham. We offer an original product. She's a podcast host that does not <laughs> listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, here's why I like the radio because it feels alive to me. It's the same way I like the nightly news because if something happens, they will break in. You know, like if you're listening to XM or you're just listening to like something that's pre-recorded, like I'm, I'm kind of throwing podcasts under the bus, but like I'm never going to break in and say warning, warning, like tornado or Amber alert or something like that. I just feel it's maybe it's the newscaster in me. Well, you don't. So, so here's my question for you. The newscaster. Oh my gosh. Great. I okay. like knowing that like, if, if the government needs to reach me, they can. Yeah. No. So, you know, have your, if you're in a tornado or if there's an Amber alert, doesn't your phone go beep, beep, beep. Oh, I turned that off. Okay. So I that's, that's what, that's what all of the, the people, the folks our age are doing. Gee. Um, okay. Oh my gosh, I'm this is a different quiz called <laughs> R is my co-host of Millennial. Um, yeah, no, okay. So and by the way, I'm older than Graham. Just my stomach hurts. I know. Oh my hernia. I know. I know. So just to clarify everybody, I'm older than Graham. Okay. So yeah, no, Graham. I've not listened to the radio in forever. And when I do, it's unbelievably frustrating. Because you know what? I know we have ads on our podcast, but I think our ads are fun. Yeah, but sometimes they play two hours of music back to back with no interruptions. Yeah, so does Amazon Prime Music app. So does Spotify. So does Pandora. All right. I mean, anyway. Well, we've learned a lot of new technology. Also, well, I also don't have live television. So uh, how would I watch the evening news? Yeah, you do because don't you have your antenna? Oh, I do have my antenna. That's right. I just we haven't we haven't we haven't been to that. Um, you know what's it called? Uh, source. We haven't been to Source like seven in a long time. Best Buy. No, 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 no. You know, like on your, on your, on your TV, how you go to the source? Oh, I know what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Like uh-huh. we spend input. Exactly. We spend most time of our time at HDMI too. Where do you spend your time? Yeah. We're in the HDMIs. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Well, look at this glass down memory lane. Wow. HDMI. Honestly, wait a minute. Hold on. Slow clap. <laughs> that was really a big deal, Graham. That I know about that and I know about that. <laughs> Wait, I want to just think about one more. Do you have an answering machine? Well, it's on my landline. Yeah, so it's installed on my landline. So yes, of course I do. Um, Do you have... (laughs) I felt susceptible the other day to a very, very legitimate scam um, that honestly, like it was one of those phone scams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they called me up and they knew the... um, it was like a real live person and they knew who I was using for my internet security provider. Like mm. and they were telling me they were going to give me a refund and I mm. swear I almost gave them my credit card number. Mm. Mm. Okay. So guys call your legislators because we, <laughs> we need to protect, we need to protect these people who can't protect themselves. Okay. I love you. And um, on that note, welcome home. Welcome Rudy Sanders, AKA Rudy the prep. Rudy the prep. Enjoy. 
Rudy Saunders. I'm not going to call you that if you're cool with that. I'm going to go with your Insta handle, which is off the hook, Rudy the Prep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Graham asked before we taped, she's like, can we just refer to him as Rudy the Prep? And I said, we had to ask you because we're polite podcast hosts. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean... That or Rudy, either way, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we'll go formal and use your full name, Rudy the Prep, Rudy T. Prep. Um, (laughs) I was trying to think what we, I think it should be like Kirsten the something. I feel like we all need some sort of better moniker than we have. We do. (laughs) That's a project. Graham the Voyager. Okay, Okay. so you you don't even understand what the last few days have been like for us, Rudy, but it's been like life-changing. The number of people who have forwarded me the House Beautiful article is insane and Graham and I feel so validated so let's talk about it grand millennial no wait I want to put this in perspective it's as if Rudy we've had an illness for that we've been struggling with and we've been trying to diagnose it and then someone came and put a name on it and made it cool at the same time it's like being like it's as if we've been like gluten-free we've been suffering 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 (laughs) and now it's like oh no I'm just a grand millennial right we've all been validated totally validated but like (laughs) let's lead the market share like this is an amazing idea and it's such a cool idea so do you want to describe what being a grand millennial is since you are like one of the named sure yeah when emma first reached out from house beautiful about it i was you know at first i was like oh gosh i should probably be offended that you know i seem like a you know a grandmother but no i think you know just people that um, have an appreciation for things in the past and kind of a nostalgia for them and you know whether wicker and you know fringe on a on a drapery panel or um, needlepoint things like that that um, you know wanting to s- set a nice table and things like that that just you know longing for maybe you know things in the past and and less of what is so typical of you know what people roll their eyes when they hear the word millennial right now um, and I yeah, think, like, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just kind of all looks the same. You know what I mean? That's, I think, the problem. And, and I feel like, Graham, I feel like totally. we are in dangerous territory because we shouldn't be inflicting our taste on others. I understand the temptation to just be able to go to a normal furniture store and buy something, you know? Like, I wish. I wish I could just go to Pottery Barn and be happy. But, like, I can't. I got to keep reupholstering things totally. with crazy loud fabrics, and I can't stop myself. Totally. Or it's even, I mean, I give the example, it's so much easier to eat off of a paper plate, but like it, what a difference it makes when you do set a nice table and use, you know, a pretty china or, you know, you go the, that extra mile. It makes such a difference in your life that, you know, yes, it's easier to, to go a simplified route, but it's nice to, to go that extra mile, I think. Yeah. And I think one of the things I love about this style is that it is so much more, um, you can't just go into a store and buy it. You really have to add add a lot of thought to it and the net result is that it's it's personal you know the one thing about having I mean you know sometimes I do walk into some of my friends houses that look like model homes and I kind of give an exhale because my house does have a lot of junk in it but it's also like my special junk like it's mine and it all has (laughs) meaning because like we got it on a trip or you know what have you it has right it tells the story of you Right. It's the story of you and it's things that you've found that speak to you and make you, you know, that's, I always joke, but in my apartment here in New York, I've covered the walls with different, you know, whether photographs or different things that I've found. And it's, you know, I joke that I threw junk up on the walls, but it's things that make me smile, make me happy, you know, to wake up with and, and, you know, to lead, to end the day with too. So it's, it's great. It has, it tells who you are more so than just, you know, a pretty catalog or 
you know, well, and thanks, what, you what love, seems to be the norm. Right. Yeah. To give listeners a thing. You love, you have an affinity for Lily Pulitzer. So I loved one of your most recent posts that would <laughs> like, what, 124 pairs of a Lily Pulitzer shorts. And it said, yes, everyone oh, does spark joy. <laughs> I everyone does spark joy. Everyone I want to congratulate you two on being the only man I've ever met who has more Lily than my husband. He wore I don't, oh want to get you, I don't want to get you jealous here, but he wore a custom Lily Pulitzer tuxedo to prom. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> I know, I was his date. I'm a lucky gal. Um, but so, <clears throat> and you're a crazy needle pointer. Let's give a little yeah. background. Wait, on wait, wait, wait. Let's not leave Lily Pulitzer fast real quick because they, I, <laughs> I, I think this is actually, this is actually a very important nuanced point. Um, this is an area where Graham and I differ. I'm the big Lily fan. She's She's moderate. Barber jacket. Well, this is a problem because oh, yeah, I know we're going to talk about like neutral tones and tans and, you know, they're fine. They're comforting. But I know that tradition design is starting to move away from that. We're moving toward color. But Rudy, this is, I look amazing in beige. Um, like, un- <laughs> like, it's my color, like unbelievable. Now, so tell me how it fits into outfiture because I know we're trying to get away from the neutrals for decorating these days. But what if you just look outstanding in tan khaki and beige i think it no i definitely think there's a place for it and i think you know it's um it's hard to you know not to to knock everything and i always you know um, joke and when i see someone dressed in black i'm like oh gosh they're going to a funeral but that's just (laughs) so things like that so but i you know i think in, in all reality i think it is important to still um to wear those neutrals and i think there it has such a great feel you know I just picture like walking the streets, you know, in a coastal town being very like, you know, whether white or the khaki and very, you know, I think it definitely, it has its moment. I think, you know, then if you can interject whether, you know, a bright color accessory or something like that to, you know, to to keep it so that you're not uh, too, but I think, yeah, I think it totally works. And I think it just depends on, on who you are and what, what your personality is. I kind of have a little bit of the Corella Deville look when I do yeah. it. Yeah. Graham's personality is a little bit more like um like a a hunting out of, line. out of my way, clear the path. Equestrian, but she's still very old, still grandma. It's just a grandma who who does a lot of fox hunting. Totally, but I think it all I think it all goes hand in hand though. I mean, I always joke that like I love wearing you know, a more nautical or madras or whatever, but then I also love Lily. So I think it all goes hand in hand and it's just how you mix it and, you know, the right outfit for the right occasion or, or your mindset for the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I, I want love... to tell you oh. a sad story, Rudy. Oh, no. um, <laughs> I want to talk about my grandma's queezing art or really my queezing art. Cause I think you're going to appreciate this and Kirsten might not care. So I don't know about you. Did you have, were you close with your grandma or? or... Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my grandma was a baker. <laughs> Being so sad. <laughs> well, so I had my grandma's queezing art. Like she was a baker, so she wore that motor to town. And like fifty years later, she was still using the same queezing art to do her baking, make her famous, wonderful cookies, all these things. And I remember always listening to my parents say that I'm getting. There's a point to this. There really is a point. <laughs> you know, saying like this is one of those things like, yes, it's expensive when you buy it. It's like, I don't know, $350, you know, like you get your mixer and you get your queezing art, but it's going to last you a lifetime. Right. Okay. Totally. Like those are the two things in your kitchen, you know, are like, can just last you forever. Well, the other day, my queezing art broke. Okay. And it it was one of those old heavy queezing arts. Well, you know what? 
I was sad and I was mad a little bit. So I hauled that thing up to Williams-Sonoma. Not that I bought it from Williams-Sonoma, but I figured they could help me out. And I brought it up there and I was like, you know what, people? I don't want a new Cuisinart. I want you to fix this thing. Like, I'm tired right. of throwing things out. Like, these things are supposed to last forever. And, of course, the lady, like, showed me all the new models. And they were so <laughs> – that was the difference. They felt so light and just disposable. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this thing apart myself and I'm going to figure out how to fix it. Oh my gosh. And I did. And my cuisine art's up and running. Like, yes, I do have to use a shish kebab skewer to like push us, you know, I know how to jimmy <laughs> right now to get it to work, but I'm not giving up on these things. And I think that is maybe is there a moral of in this story. Is are you trying to make a larger point? Yes. We're Steering, I think that part of being a grand millennial and embracing traditional design and bringing some of the traditional things back is because I'm looking at like some furniture in my son's room and just these dark wood pieces that are a little bit older. They're not made of particle board. They don't have the, you know, the new, like I can recognize the quality in the craftsmanship. Totally. Totally. Um, and I think, I mean, I know it's, it's, you know, you, like you said, you pay more for the Cuisinart at the beginning, but it's something that, you know, you continue to have. And so I think it, it's hard when you're making investments or, you know, to make such investments, but I think it, it pays off and you see that those things last, whereas, you know, whether something like a fast fashion or, you know, an Ikea that is so, so disposable that, you know, you last and then it breaks and you move on. And it's such a, such a disposable mindset rather than, you know, I, I agree. I think that, you know, that sort of this idea of grand millennial that you are looking back and saving things and it's finding, you know, whether going to a, a vintage shop or an antique store or, um, you know, something like that and finding an old, an old piece of, you know, wood case goods or something like that, that you can use and, and instead of it just ending up in a landfill or, or whatever, and how can you repurpose it and make it yours? I love that. Okay. I want to talk, I, want, I like where you're going with this too, because I want to talk about some really practical ways that we could embrace this grand millennial style. If you're not, if you're listening and you're like, who are these people? What is grand millennial? We're <laughs> going to get into how to embrace this, but I want to take a real quick break and tell everyone about a sponsor that we have. Yeah. Our sponsor today is BetterHelp. And we've talked about BetterHelp before, but it's um, online counseling that's there for you. You can connect with professional counselors in a safe, private online environment. It's actually super convenient. If you suffer from anything like depression, stress, anxiety, anger, family conflicts, really the sky's the limit. Anything you share is confidential. You can be matched with a counselor in almost under an hour. They have 3,000 licensed therapists in all 50 states. It's available worldwide and they're professional, convenient. But what's really neat is that we have a great offer. Just give it a try if you're interested or this seems something like you've been meaning to try and maybe been putting off for a while. Betterhelp.com slash welcome home. That's betterhelp.com slash welcome home. And use the discount code welcome home, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your first month. So you can simply fill out a questionnaire and it'll help them kind of assess your needs, where you are, where you stand, and you'll be matched with a counselor that you'll love. Thanks, BetterHelp. Thanks. And I also just want to remind everybody that you can save 20% off of your Carbona products when you go to Carbona.com and use the promo code Welcome Home. Again, go to Carbona.com and use the promo code Welcome Home to save 20%. Um, I've been thinking about it. If we're going to be wearing all of this bright Lily Pulitzer, you're going to want to use the Color Grapple, which keeps clothes looking new longer. You guys, this allows you to 
Wash mixed color laundry loads with confidence because it prevents runs or bleeds. It is such a time saver. Also, um, you guys, if we're going to be keeping these things and holding on to them, we're going to need to clean them. So be sure to try the steam carpet cleaner for full room deep clean. It'll remove setting soils from carpets and it's perfect for high traffic areas. Um, and it's also safe for all steam cleaning machines. Those are just a few of the products. Carbona is amazing. We love them. Um, and you got to just give them all a try, especially those stain devils, because let me tell you guys, you're going to save the clothes that have stains on them because it really does work. It's a wonderful. So thanks Carbona. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about um, how we're going to implement this grand millennial style into our lives. Because I mean, you work for Dorothy Draper. I mean, this is like incredible. This is like, I mean, for those who don't know Dorothy Draper, Dorothy Draper, would she you want to give a legend? She was a legend. Legendary interior designer who was responsible for the over the top, but also just magnificently stunning designs for the Greenbrier Hotel and many, many, many others. But color and um, yeah. Well, well, so Graham and I went to school. We went to Washington and Lee, which is not so far away. So we got to go there in college, right. and it's just, it was just an incredible place. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about that because that's such a cool. I think if people aren't familiar with her, she can be really intimidating. But maybe you don't have to do your entire course <laughs> as the Greenbrier. But some of those touches and the spirit of it, I would love to talk about that. Definitely, I think you. Yeah, you definitely can take some elements from it and, and embody kind of. I think more so her her optimism. Um, she she wrote two different books. Um, one that was decorating is fun, and one entertaining is fun. And when I um, we have a our office does a decorating school a couple times a year, and they do. I've spoken the past couple of years kind of and pulled some different quotes from those books. She wrote them in 1939 and 1941. And the, the mentality behind them is still so relevant today. And, you know, there are of course different things like, you know, putting an ice, ice in a, a tray with a fan in front of it since there was no air conditioning. So obviously things like that, we, we can move past, but the different ideas of, you know, how, how to decorate it. And it is written for, for everyone. It's not, you know, whether, you know, you have a designer or not. And so it really, it really, I think is, is a style that you can kind of take some of her, some of the elements from, uh, and how to embrace it. And even with our projects that we do here in the office today, you know, a lot of the commercial projects are that classic Dorothy Draper look and, and some of the residential are, but a lot of the residential projects are kind of, um, not watered down because that's not the right word, but, you know, just morphed a little bit to be more applicable for, or how, you know, residential designers, you know, how, how people live today. Can you give us an example of that? Because, I mean, I would, there, there's a very good chance that I could just decorate my entire house to look just like <laughs> that. But I, I but uh, maybe, maybe it would be, it would be too much. So how would you just like, what would be the one element? No, so, would a carpet or wallpaper? Or what are you thinking? Yeah. So it's something, right. So it's something like that. If you want to, you know, whether you would add, you know, we definitely probably go stronger than, but if, if someone at home wanted to try, you know, whether trying a, a bolder wallpaper, like in their powder room, that's a smaller space and wouldn't be as big of a commitment to change. Or even if you have more of a neutral sofa, can you do fun throw pillows, things like that, that would um, kind of add, you know, add a little bit of flair or um, we're big at painting, you know, painting furniture white and whether it's antique or not, if it, you know, tra transforms it, can you paint it or, or paint it a color or something like that to, to give it a refresh and something that isn't, you know, a huge commitment. 
Absolutely. So for anyone who's still confused, I think this is really fun. For I'm gonna, but I don't think people are confused, but I think this is really cute. I just want to run through this. Here's some ways. This was from the quiz from House Beautiful that you know you're a grand millennial. So you'd rather share your favorite quote on A, Instagram, B, a needlepoint pillow. Obviously for you, Rudy, we know it's the needlepoint pillow, but that would be it. I know. Right? I, have a, I have a running list in my phone of different things that I'm like, oh, this, I need to put that on a pillow. I need to put that on a pillow. That's, I've seen everyone needlepointing. I was actually in the airport the other day and I saw some girl like needle pointing a Gucci pattern. It was very interesting. Oh, fun. It was really okay. kind of cool. oh, fun. Can, can we talk about this too? When did needlepointing become cool again? And why do you think that happened? Because it's beautiful. I think that, Stubs well, I think people, I think, yeah, I think people have been doing it and it just was something that like didn't share. Um, and for me, it was um, Jessica Cheney. She owns Lysette Designs. It's a shop down in Palm Beach. You know, she's now started a shop and started online. And she started, you know, with through Instagram posting these really fun sayings and, you know, Staffordshire dogs and things like that. And I think attracted you know, a younger audience. And I think people then kind of came out of the woodwork and were like, oh, you know, I've done this on my own, but I haven't, you know, for me, I learned how to needlepoint in fifth or sixth grade, but it was something I didn't really, you know, make a big deal about until then I was like, oh, this is actually like, it's an okay thing for young people to do. It's okay. And um, we were at a, a, she had a trunk show actually in New York, maybe a year or two ago. And there were a group of us all there who were, you know, we were all probably, you know, 30 somethings and under and she we all you know someone said oh my gosh I didn't know this many young people needlepointed and I think it was you know with that we all got to talking and so I think it's now become that it is such a cool you know such a, a cool thing to do again mm-hmm. well and it's it has a meditative aspect to it I think and That's you know the way I that coloring oh, remember totally. how coloring books the very tiny intricate coloring books were very popular I'm not saying it's a fad I'm just saying that it um you know it's totally. def- definitely is having a moment um so I love this one. Definitely. Scallops are a type of shellfish or the finishing edge on your sheets and towels. <laughs> That's just great. Um, you Raise know. your hand if you have scallop bedding. Wait, right. Where, where, um, do you have any good resources online for someone who wanted to start needlepointing? Because I know in certain areas of the country, I feel like it's a lot more popular. I don't think we even have a needlepoint store nearby um, where I live. Definitely. there. Yeah, there a lot of shops have either websites or I've actually really Instagram was great for connecting with other whether other shops or or designers that maybe don't have a brick and mortar shop is a great way if you, you know, search needlepoint or um, different things like that is a great way to to come across and find canvases. Um, The other place that I found some really, really exciting um, canvases are is even on eBay that like if you just eBay search needlepoint you can you know obviously there's some crazy like you keep scrolling by but I found some really interesting things that are no longer available and will go to you know go to one of the local shops and um, you know get a nice a nicer new fiber or something like that that makes it so it feels you know and change the colors or make it cool make it your own which is one of the things I love about it is it's totally personalizable and you know at, at, in the end, you get something that no one else has. Well, that's if you're an expert. I saw one of your posts about how you personalize, and I was like, I have no idea what he's doing. He's like, yeah, I just added stripes. <laughs> how did you add stripes, Rudy the Prep? I don't know. I don't understand. Um. <laughs> no, it's the easiest thing. People think it's a hard skill, honestly. It is it's, a hard skill. Um, I can't. Do you know that no, I have a belt? I'm embarrassed. Can I tell you something? I have a belt that I bought at a needlepoint store. The... um. 
gosh, I, I just got married like two months before. I'm going to celebrate my 15th wedding anniversary. I have done half a crab. That's it. It's as if we're surprised. <laughs> That's not a surprise. You said that as if there was a mic out. Yeah. 14 years and 10 months and I haven't <laughs> Actually, finished the belt. I know your moniker. You're Kirsten the half-assed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's hard. And I, I go through phases myself even that like, you know, I'll be when I'm, I was just in Michigan at the beginning of August for a couple of weeks. And I think I finished three projects while I was up there because I was doing nothing but that. Whereas, you know, when it's busier, there are times that I, I don't pick it up. So I go through phases. So I totally get that. But um, I, it, in my mind, I think it's so easy. It's like paint by number. You're just, you know, going up and down over the yarn. You're not, you know, then you can get crazy and personalize things. But it's such, a, such an easy thing that I think anyone, anyone can try. Okay, well, since we're on the cutting edge of Grand Millennial, since the Welcome <laughs> Home found, you're obviously one of the new um, tastemakers for it, and clearly Welcome Home was on the, you know, forefront figuring it out. Um, give us some ways we can up our granny game. I'm jumping you. <laughs> I didn't give you this question in advance. What do, we do? Like beyond needlepoint, what are some things we could do to really bring it back? Although feel free to also show us ways we could use needlepoint in the decor beyond pillows, too. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, as far as that, that's, I love doing trays. I love doing framing things. Um, people do like letter holders and baskets, things like that. Um, but then even like, I just found it's, I, I think it's the auctions coming up at Christie's uh, later in September. It's a, a wing back chair that's entirely done. It's in, in needlepoint and it's yellow with ginger jars all over it. Um, What's so I the think, initial I mean, asking that's price? I th I want to say it was like seven seven to twelve thousand I think is the is the 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 expected range but um, but I think that's it's one of the things that I I joked when I interned for our office down in Palm Beach that you know down there it was like if you can if, if it exists it can be made in in wicker or rattan and I think needlepoint's the same thing that you know you can set your mind to doing just about anything in needlepoint. <laughs> um, at one but point, I had a needlepoint coffee table, and it was pretty darn cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. What but, it was was it was like four pan, four needlepoint panels, and then it was covered in a glass top. So you know, oh, it wasn't. So cool. It wasn't crazy. I mean, I wouldn't put you know, like a drink on it or anything. But I don't right. know. I no, that's slippers. so cool. I think the slippers are cool. I, it's time for me to get a pair. I know. I might, I might buy one <laughs> to celebrate this interview. Rudy. Make one, Graham. <laughs> Be a Graham millennial. Know, Make your own. That's on my list is to make some loafers for sure. Graham the lazy. How about that? Graham the outsourcer. <laughs> oh, okay. Awful. Okay. So painting but white furniture though. That, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You don't, no, no, no. Wait, no, you were going to say something. I totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, I was just going to say as far as bringing, as, as people bringing it home, um, because I skipped over that and went straight for the needle point. You can see where my mind goes. But as far as bringing it home, I honestly, I think the best thing is to look at what you have. Before we ever start a project in our office here, we look, we take an inventory of everything the client owns and how can it be repurposed, recovered? How can we, we paint it? Can it be moved? You know, and then we joke and, you know, in one project, it was someone's kitchen, kitchen rug in front of their kitchen sink for years. And it then was hung, you know, hung over a banister and made more of an art piece. And she laughed and was like, that was at my kitchen sink. And so I think how can you, re, you know, repurpose what you already have, I think is the first, you know, kind of the first step. Um, and then I would say go, you know, when you are ready to make purchases or go out and shopping, or even just when you're traveling or out and about, um, 
looking at you know antique malls and 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 or and garage sales even or you know look and see what people I'm never I'm never above when I'm when I'm not when I'm out of the city and in a car stopping at someone's trash and looking at a lamp on the side of the road or something like that because you never know and I think just you know it's amazing what you can do with spray paint and and really refresh things and and make it work for you at home. May you never go beyond that point. I have my admiration for you has gone up even greater. Rudy, you and I could <laughs> when I could roll. We could dumpster dive. <laughs> I am never too old to pick something out from someone else's trash. I, well, well, and I do go through phases totally. where at the end of the day I feel like, oh gosh, for the amount of time I put into it and the amount of money I put into it, I really just could have bought something new and I and I kind of, you know, I kind of convinced myself it's just not worth it. And then I buy something new and I'm so bored with it. It's like, yeah, yeah it looks just like everybody else's, you know? So it is worth exactly. it. I think it pays off. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Graham, do you think we're ready for um, our lighting round? Oh, I do. Rudy, we're just throwing you. <laughs> just- oh, wait, wait, real quick though. Oh my gosh, I almost let him go. One other thing before we get to the lightning round. Actually, two other things. Blue and white porcelain. I mean, I feel like it's so traditional there's nothing more traditional but i also feel like it's everywhere and so am i what what, what do i do with my obsession yeah how are we going to ride this one out because kirsten yeah. i know it's right totally. know it's eternal but like we're just going to have to ride the wave sit in the trough i think I mean, so i have I, so I, much I, of it it's my favorite thing on the planet so what do i do i think so i think no i do too because i think i think it's something that it is, you know, even even like we were just saying, how needlepoint is so, you know, of the moment it feels right now. And it's like, you know, so those who, who don't really get it or aren't really, haven't really bought into it, that's fine. They can move on. We'll keep the blue and whites. But I think, I think it is, it, I mean, it's, it's been around and I think it, it's definitely having a moment, but I think it, um, so much of, you know, classical design and things like that are really having a moment because I think people want comfort. And I think it's been, so much of, you know, it recently has been so kind of ultra contemporary and minimalist and things like that. And I think people are, are, are wanting a little bit more character and a little bit more, more to it. Okay. So same question. So I, I, say, I say, keep it. Okay, so he, says, for sure. he says long by, lo- long, long by. I love, I love wallpaper and I think it adds such an, an, an interesting thing. And, you know, whether, whether you go for, you know, the, the, the loud Dorothy Draper floral or go for a tonal stripe or even, you know, a grass cloth, it's something like that, that just adds a texture. I think it adds so much more and has a really um, sumptuous feel to a room that I think, you know, obviously paint can do and has a different feeling, but I just think it gives, it lends itself to a different and creates a different backdrop that, um, I think I, I I think it's here to stay, but I don't. You know, it's so funny when people are like, "Oh, wallpaper's back." I feel like it it, it never lasts, at least in my mind. <laughs> I like your mind. Okay, and as you're talking about wall coverings, I also thought of one other last thing I got to ask you about. Um, my walls are actually covered in bookshelves. So this grand millennial stuff. I mean, I get what we're saying about it, but it's also kind of like some things have changed because time has changed. You know, some of those things that you see in fun black and white movies, it's like it's just. Like that's not our life anymore. And I feel like we don't buy nearly as many books as we used to. We do a ton of audiobooks. We do a ton of uh, right. electronic books. But yet I have all these bookshelves and all these books. And like, what do we think is the future for bookshelves and book display? Ooh, I think, I mean, I think that, no, I think that's a great question. I think so many people have such a, you know, a feeling for that feeling of having the book in, in their hand. And I know 
for me personally, once I moved to New York and I'm uh, so hooked on audiobooks and I've listened to so many more books by being able to listen to them, mm-hmm. but I also still have my favorites that I love to read. And, and, and I have one, one of the walls in my bedroom here in the city is covered. Well, and actually at my parents' house in Cincinnati as just floor to ceiling bookshelves that I have 